Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in the sports tonight. It's uh, November 30th here at BSL NFL analyst Sid Seraf. As we get into uh, heading into December, Sid, six weeks ago, I didn't have Denver winning their last five games and uh, getting over 500 at six and five. They're now in decent position to make the postseason. Sean Payton certainly deserves some credit. And I guess Russell Wilson isn't as completely uh, cooked as he looked maybe early earlier in the year. Thoughts on the Broncos? Everybody loves a good redemption story. I mean, at least I do. I feel that's pretty popular in American culture. We like to rip people down. And then when they come back, we will cheer for them again. And listen, I think especially Russell Wilson has taken a lot of criticism. And, you know, a lot. I'd say a good amount is pretty warranted. Some of it was kind of oddly personal. Like I didn't wasn't really a huge fan of everyone on every ex-Seahawks player coming out and saying how much they didn't like him personally. I thought that was kind of out of bounds, but whatever it happened. But Hey, listen, he's playing a lot better. I mean, during this winning streak, he's thrown eight touchdown passes, no interceptions, which is the most important thing, even though he's not really throwing for a lot of yards. But if you're not turning the ball over, that's huge. And what's also better is that their defense is playing is playing better, during the, especially during the winning streak. I remember this was the same team that gave up 70 points uh, to the Dolphins in a game. And lately they've, they've pulled it together. They've, and during this winning streak, they've only given up 20 or more points twice. So – uh, look, it's been fun. It's now they're back into it, and let's see what happens as they, as they go down the stretch. I like their chances. Yeah, you're right. You know, fun. Everybody loves a redemption story. You know, you're right to point out the 70 points they allowed the Miami and uh, most teams when they get down one and five, you're not going to see any type of a rebound there, and, they, they, and they've got back into a position. I think I don't think either of us or anybody else would expect them to have a a long postseason, but just to be back in that conversation is pretty interesting. That's a credit to uh, Peyton and and Russ, who I always liked as a player, but I got to say I was kind of weirded out by some of the statements uh, of some of his teammates, uh, uh, former teammates, and then also kind of hearing maybe some of the diva aspects that were around him at least prior to last year. But apparently Peyton's kind of put an end to that and. Hey, Russ, like you said, he's not turning it over. He's giving them a chance, and, you know, he's uh, certainly – he's been through the wars. Nothing's going to surprise them. So, you know, credit to them for making the most out of the season and not totally collapsing when everybody had them as at the trading deadline uh, looking over their roster and picking out the pieces that – that you thought you would be available, and they, and they wound up kind of holding on there. So, yeah, interesting and, and story there. And they did dump a couple of defensive pieces. I mean, they got rid of Frank right. Clark, they got rid of uh, Randy Gregory, and uh, it's but maybe it's one of those addition by subtraction things. Who knows? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Where uh, Peyton gets more familiar with the roster and who he needs in his uh, in his room and not. So uh, interesting story there. So uh, for the site, you had your most recent article up that included the power rankings, your uh, top ten. So uh, they had. You had Detroit and Jacksonville at seven and eight, respectively. Uh, both figure to win their respective divisions. If you had to pick one to win multiple postseason games, who would you uh, lean towards there? 
Uh, I'm going to go with Detroit. Uh, I think, I mean, Jacksonville's defense is a little better than Detroit's when it comes to points per game, but Detroit has the overall, you know, 10th overall defense in the league, but, and the Jags have a little better turnover differential. They're plus two or the Lions are minus five, which gives you a little bit of concern in the playoffs if you're turnover prone, but because that's the type of thing that'll send you home early. But I mean, the Lions offense is, is just much better. I mean, they're second in the league in yards per game, seventh in points per game. I found an interesting stat. I mean, they're the only team in the league that has four players with at least 500 plus yards from scrimmage with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, and Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, who is everyone's uh, darling, especially if you play fantasy or daily fantasy like I do. And, uh, but yeah, I think if I had to pick, I don't think either of these teams are going to win multiple postseason games, but if I had to pick one to do it, I would go with Detroit. I, I just think they're uh, good stories overall. Again, you know, sure, yeah. and, and it's uh, I'm with you, not expecting multiple wins from either, either one of them, but I think they'll both go into the postseason and have a mm, puncher's chance. And, and you know, two franchises that have been uh, well, Detroit forever historically down, and, and Jaguars' successes. It's been a long time since we've seen that, so yeah, good to see them both have uh, some type of uh, uh, turnaround here and, you know, a month from being into the postseason, so good for them. Uh, the Bills, uh, they showed fight. Josh Allen looked tremendous versus uh, Philly last week, but they still lost, and they fell to 6-6. Six and six. So as you look ahead, what do you think Buffalo has to address in the offseason? It's just, it's crazy because, you know, I'm looking at this. I'm, I tried to go through the stats. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing a lot of chatter about their defensive struggles, but I'm going, looking at the numbers. I mean, they're sixth in the league in points allowed per game. I mean, they're just out of the top 10 in, in total defense. So it's not like it's bad. I mean, I've been, a lot of the statistical people like them. It just seems like they're not able to put together a complete effort in <laughs> yeah. a game. You know what I mean? Like there's something that's that's that goes wrong. Either they're bad on defense or bad on offense. There's a special team where they turn the ball over. Uh, it's it's really been a really frustrating season, and they're not getting bounces that a lot of teams that end up winning the Super Bowl do. Now, but the good news is, is look, they're on a bye this week, uh, which comes at a perfect time because they really need it. They need to regroup, get back, find some kind of answer because uh, they better find it fast because, I mean, they're, they're not just not – in the playoff bubble, they're in the tenth seed if the season ended today. That's not good. Granted, they're only like a game out, but game or two out. But I, I just really am so shocked that we're at this point. I just did not see uh, this being the case. I thought they were going to be in control of the division, and I don't really know. I mean, in the off season, what they would focus on to really get. They got like other than you know getting some injured players healthy. Like who's who out there would really bump them up, you know, other than like Aaron Donald or something like that, you know? Yeah, they, I mean, obviously, you got to point out they had two significant defensive losses to, to injury and then the, the horrible news we've seen today with uh, Von Miller. Anybody can check that out, any of the sites. That's a, a pretty disgusting story. But yeah. uh, offensively, despite the points, I feel like, they could use a little bit additional punch, you know, somewhere. But they actually got a ground game going this year, and that's been something that I thought was kind of uh, uh, lacking, yeah. uh, uh, you know, previously. So, Allen just reminded, I thought, everybody last week, like, he's good enough to actually 
you know, be a true difference maker, lead a team against, against anybody. They just yeah. haven't been able to close. So I'm not sure what the answer is there. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with their roster uh, heading into next year. And still, you know, here in this remaining stretch, if they can make one last uh, final drive and get into the postseason, if they do and Allen's hot, they'll have a, they'll have a chance versus anybody. So we'll see. Uh, Other quarterback news this week. We saw Aaron Rodgers back practicing, at least on a limited basis, 11 weeks after his surgery. The Jets are four and seven. So is there – would you want him playing at all before the season ends if you were in the Jets' front office? No. No. (laughs) No. I mean, if they were like six and five, maybe I'd entertain the thought. But this is Achilles surgery. This is – I'm not, you know, we traded to get or, you know, made moves to bring him in. I'm not going to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the chance that somehow he miraculously, you know, had some miracle recovery that's never happened before. And then he's going to come back and be able to play. And no, I've invested too much into this guy. No, It sucks that you got hurt, but you got hurt. Go get get healthy, you know. Yeah, I don't. Like you said, if they're six and five, maybe, but you know, you're you're four and seven, so it's uh, you've already overcome the mental hurdle of rehabbing through the injury. You're forty years old. Like, there's nothing that you're going to do here at the end of the season that's going to say, "Oh, um, it's going to mentally free you going into next year." The only thing that could happen is you suffer some type of lapse that makes it a uh, uh, that you're not ready to go at the start of next year, which is uh, it would be a disaster. Which would be, which, yeah, exactly. That would be beyond a disaster. That would be so Jets. <laughs> so Jets, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would just, uh, yeah. Uh, so I fully expect uh, uh, him to be back for that last game and see that Achilles snap again. But we'll no. go. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> or, you know what? Because he's favoring it, then it would be the other one. Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that that's the kind of luck that this franchise has. So, like, just go, go. It's fine. I know maybe it's something when Aaron Rodgers is head, he wants to prove everyone wrong or something like that. But pride, you need to control it. It's it's just silly. The MVP discussion, uh, looking at the leaders on all of the gambling sites, and I uh, sent you an article, ESPN, they had, uh, like, their top five or so. uh it uh, feels very largely narrative-based, and I guess that's nothing new. But, uh, you know, I don't really see any great candidates there at the top. If I was going to have have anybody, I would probably uh, myself, I might lean towards uh, Tyreek Hill or actually go with a defensive player uh, this year, like uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, but, you know, it's obviously become a quarterback award uh and none of the quarterbacks in my mind have been, frankly, that exceptional this year. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> and I think that you hit it right there on the head. That's why it's narr- It's kind of more narrative-based this year. It's, it's kind of turned into the NBA MVP award, which is basically all narrative. Mm-hmm. Because really everyone, like the top players in the league in the NBA, their stats are so similar, it doesn't really necessarily matter. And what we have with the NFL this year, it's kind of the same thing. You don't have a guy that's putting up the cartoony numbers that you have in the year years past. I mean, there's guys that are putting up great numbers. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like far and away where, you know, Lamar Jackson had that year where it was just 
insane. And same with Patrick Mahomes. You know, for the foregoing narrative, I think uh, it'll be Jalen Hurts, even though I'd, I, I'm i with you. I would like to see Tyreek Hill win it. I think, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a good choice. Yeah, I, I was right there with McCaffrey. Maybe he can, he can get a hot again down the stretch. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Like um, you said, down the stretch is really good. We're going to find out in the next three or four weeks. Someone's going to step up down the stretch, and we're going to find a, a pretty clear candidate, I think. I mean, I'm not going to knock Hurts. He's been certainly productive. The Eagles have they've lost one game. We'll get into that in a second. But, like, he didn't have the best game in the world against against the Bills. He had a nice second half, and then the overtime, he, he came on. He made the plays when they, when they had to. But, like, if you're watching, it wasn't a great game, but then his odds <laughs> – uh, improved after that game. Jackson, you know, I've watched directly, and Jackson has had a number of great games. He's had a couple that have been fairly poor. And, you know, he's been kind of right there at the top. And despite the completion percentage, which is very high uh, this year, and his overall presence on the field, to me, it just hasn't felt like an MVP season. Uh, no. Dax, ESPN article I, I sent you, they had him third overall, which is like, all right, you're 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 feasting on the on the poor teams. That's exactly what you should do, but you haven't done anything against anybody good yet. So I, I mean, it's just it's like, yeah, uh, right. yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know why it has to be just a quarterback award, and I think they would be best. I don't like the uh, offensive player of the year uh, and then defensive player of the year, which seems like it's, <laughs> you, you know, obviously uh, offensive player winds up being a non-quarterback, and then the defensive player, it's like this is your MVP. So it's, it's a little – Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird how they do that. <laughs> We've kind of fallen into that kind of Heisman Trophy rut. You know, yeah. where it's basically which quarterback is going to have the is going to get the big award. It's it's annoying. All right, so we're heading into uh, December here uh, tonight, last game in November. Seattle is at Dallas. Seattle's just scored again uh, here, kind of middle of the second quarter. It's seventeen uh, thirteen, pending uh, an extra point for uh, Seattle. Uh, Cowboys ahead. Uh, as we just mentioned with, with Dax, Dallas has been crushing weaker competition. Seattle has been tumbling a bit coming into this game. Uh, uh, obviously, you know, I was going to say more important for Seattle that they needed the win, but, you know, Dallas also needs this win if they're going to uh, potentially overtake uh, Philly in, in the East. So uh, thoughts on tonight. Yeah, and I, I think this game was a little bit – I mean, they were up 17-7, and they let the Seahawks just go right down and score. I mean, like we said, the Cowboys have been beating up on really bad teams. And, you know, listen, that's I guess that's what good teams do. But all of their wins had come against teams that right now have a losing record. This would, If they beat the Seahawks, this would be the first, you know, team that they've beaten that has a winning record right now. So – and, and it's, you know, probably going to go into halftime, either tied or whatever, you know, unless they can put up put together something right now. But listen, they do have the Eagles up next. And uh, I was maybe a little worried about them looking ahead, but I, I didn't really think that that was going to be the case. And we mentioned Dak Prescott's been great. I mean, since they got – I keep sort of going back to that embarrassing 49ers loss as a kind of like a dividing line in the season because everything they've done since then. And Dak's been great. Since then, I mean, he's had 18 touchdowns and just two picks. 
The offensive line has been playing great. They haven't allowed – coming into this game, they hadn't allowed a sack in three games, and Seattle's defense isn't exactly, you know, lighting it up this year. So, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem with these Thursday night games. It's too much of a wild card. You never know. <laughs> you just never you know. Even, yeah. even though with these both these teams are coming off into this game with a week of rest because they both played on Thanksgiving. But still, it's just – Things are off. The schedules are weird, and especially NFL teams are creatures of habit, really. So, uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Colts have won three in a row. They trailed Jacksonville by two games. They've also lost both head-to-head matchups first. The Jaguars, but maybe the playoffs are in reach for Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing about it is the season ended today. The they'd had the seven seed. They'd be in uh, into the playoffs. And they could they pretty much control their own destiny. If they win out and they do what they're they'll be fine. I mean, look at their schedule. This week they're at the Titans, who have a rookie quarterback. Next week they're playing at the Bengals, who don't have Joe Burrow. Then they got home against the Steelers, who I hate. Then at the Falcons, then home against the Raiders, and then home against uh last week of the season, home against the Texans to wrap things up. So they could all of these are winnable games. They can they yeah, can they, that could be a run uh for them here. Here at the end, uh, not exactly a murderer's row of uh, quarterbacks there. So, yeah. No, no definitely yeah. not. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Quarterbacks are playing. They're playing Kenny Pickett after those first two. Kenny Pickett, then two backup quarterbacks, and then C.J. Stroud. Yep. Right. And, so. uh, you know, the AFC South kind of remains interesting. Everything, be, Everybody behind uh, uh, Jacksonville it's just uh, – one week to the next, certainly have liked uh, what Stroud has done as a, as a rookie. Very impressive. But uh, uh, those three teams are not, you know, uh, aesthetically pleasing. No. <laughs> yeah. They're struggling it up, but it's okay, you know. At least they have winning records, which is uh, more than I can say for some teams. Uh, Detroit at New Orleans uh, gained the Saints' need after losing their last two, including head-to-head versus Atlanta. Uh, they have fallen into a tie with the Falcons in the NFC South. Uh, Detroit, um, you know, they're, they're playing to stay ahead there in the North, not have, not be potentially overtaken by, uh, you know, Minnesota or if Green Bay got exceptionally hot down the stretch. But, you know, focus on New Orleans here. It's a game that they need. Yeah, very much so. I mean, they fell into a tie with Atlanta. They're both five and six. It tied for first. This division stinks. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Uh, I mean, look, the Saints pitched a shutout against the Patriots on October eighth, and since then they haven't allowed less than twenty points in the game, and they're two and three since. Uh, they've got some, the Saints have some injuries. Derek Carr can't play well in the red zone. I mean, that's been very well documented recently. So much so that he's been sick of asking, answering those questions uh, every week. <laughs> he's one of the worst QBs in, in the league inside the 20-yard line. I mean, and the Lions are favored by four and a half on the road. But here's the wild card. If Jared Goof shows up, Saints have a chance. I mean, he's turned the ball over six times in the last two games. He had three fumbles on Thanksgiving, and then he threw three picks the week before. Now, granted, they won that game against the Bears, but they turned over three – turn over lose the ball three times again on Thanksgiving against the Packers, who aren't the Bears, and they lost. So it's if that's basically it. That's that's basically it. So much in this league, if you can hold onto the ball, and you have decent talent, you have you you will make the playoffs. It's it's crazy. 
Uh, yeah, really, you just boiled down everything. We could probably end the podcast for uh, at all time. I don't think there's really any other analysis. Just just amazing. Just hold on to the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just, uh, don't give your opponent short fields, and you will – it doesn't matter. I just amazing how many games just over and over again. It just yeah, but. All right, keep it on. Kansas City at Green Bay. Uh, Packers, they've won their last two. Some signs of life from Jordan Love. Uh, does the Pack pull the upset at home here? Uh, no. I, I mean, I listen, anything can happen, of course, but, I mean, I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, the way the Chiefs defense is playing lately, they're a top-five unit in the league, and that type of thing really travels well in the NFL. Um, I mean, Green Bay is good against the pass, but I don't really see that being enough to, to carry the day. I, I like the Chiefs on the road here. Yeah, uh, I'll go with you there. It's hard to uh, bet against Mahomes. Um, I, I, I also, you know, I, we talked about Kansas City a lot like everybody else, and it, we've talked about the improved defense this year. And we've also talked about maybe Kansas City not looking like some of their past iterations of themselves, but the offensive numbers still overall are pretty good. Uh, yeah. And we're entering December, and they're probably the AFC favorite. Uh, you know, they statistically have a uh, uh, ESPN. Their analytics, they've got like a. They had the Chiefs with a 44% chance of finishing with the number one seed. I believe the Ravens were the second at like 22%. So Chiefs at home, number one seed, going to be pretty tough to beat, uh, uh, you know, again. And uh, I imagine they'll roll into December here and kind of start putting the pedal down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the game of the week, obviously, San Fran at Philly. Teams number one and two in your power rankings. San Francisco actually favored as the Niners travel east. Who do you like and why here? I mean, I, I have the Niners too, but I'm uh, you and I, I think, share the same opinion. I, I think the Niners are the best team in the league. Um, and they are favored. And even though Kyle Shanahan says he doesn't understand how that happened, I can see that. I mean, even though both teams are kind of, you know, you know both teams are tied for third in the league and points per game for 22, 28.2 points per game. But San Francisco's defense is way better, uh, especially by the numbers. They're plus 11 in point differential – or turnover differential, excuse me, not uh, point differential. And, uh, and San Francisco offense is third in yards per game while the Eagles are ninth. And, uh, okay, I'm going to go here, so bear with me. I, I'm going to quote Colin Cowherd here, but he did make a solid point. I did notice this on Twitter. He does have some every now and then, yeah. He does, but you know, but I, I just mentioned his name <laughs> and people I, people roll their eyes, so I have to like give the preamble. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but he made a solid point. The Eagles haven't really dominated any teams this season. Like, can you, you know, like a really they haven't had many games where they've really just come out and really imposed their will from the opening kickoff. Meanwhile, the Niners have snacked uh, smacked a few teams around. And going into this game. I think San Francisco can play with no pressure because there's no they're oh, sure they're not yeah. in any they're not in any danger in the NFC West. I mean they've got that division locked up. Uh, no real danger. I mean even if Seattle wins this game, it doesn't really necessarily matter. They're still you know head and shoulders better than them. And uh, but meanwhile the the Eagles they do have the Cowboys behind them and they are playing well. If they win, you know they're they're going to be right on their heels. So and. 
plus San Francisco is going to be on the road. If they lose, no one's really going to blame them all that much. So it's yeah, not- despite uh, San Francisco being favored by our friends in the desert, you know, th- they're going east. Phillies at home, expected to defend your home field. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for Philly. I think they're one of the four best teams. I don't think they're as good as San Francisco. I don't think they beat San Francisco last year. If if the 49ers were healthy-ish in that game, I think the Niners are better than they were at that time too. And uh, I, I expect San Francisco to win this game. Uh, if they do – and Dallas holds on here versus uh, Seattle, then the East starts to get a little bit uh, uh, interesting there. So uh, a huge game, big implications. And like you said, there's no real pressure on San Francisco because uh, this Seattle team is not catching San Francisco in the West. And if – I mean, the only thing you can really say here with this game, you know, for Philly is like, you know, you're going to want to have San Francisco come back again in a few weeks. So, uh, yeah. So maybe you don't show everything that you have, you know, in your arsenal. I don't know. It'll be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, it's, it's two of the four, you know, in my mind, heavy, heavyweights. So, and it's, uh, uh, they should be out there. Yeah. I actually just made a good point. Do you show everything? Do you hold anything back? I I would think the kind of two bully mentalities and they're going to go, uh, go at each other. And maybe there's not too much to hide, but maybe you do hold something back. Again, I'm saying two of the four. And for me, the other two would be Kansas city and the Ravens. Some people would have Dallas, Miami, you know, maybe Jacksonville, kind of that next uh, rung. You had Detroit, uh, you know, step above Jacksonville, but I, I really think it, I really think the four teams, uh, and, and Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, and Ravens, I, I would really be surprised if at, the, at this point if it's not some combination thereof in the Super Bowl. <laughs> if yeah. I, don't know, I, I don't know if I just have the purple glasses on too much, but if the Ravens don't get to the AFC Championship this year, I'm going to be pretty disappointed uh, where they're at. No, and I, I wrote this this week. I think if uh, if you see Ravens Chiefs in the playoffs, I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, I don't care where the game's playing. I don't care if it's in Kansas City. I think the I think the Ravens can still win that game. It'll be it'll be fun. You got to earn the opportunity, Ravens. Uh, if they you know they still have games left versus uh, uh, Jacksonville, Miami, and San Francisco, and they've played Detroit, so they'll end the year playing four division winners. So uh, it's everything's kind of in front of them. But if you look at the rest of the conference and where where everybody's at, you know, uh, this is the time to put it together. So it, it, it's one hundred percent. I can't believe I can't believe we're into December. Uh, it's fun each week. Missed it uh, last week with Thanksgiving. Good to talk to you again, Sid. We'll be back next week as we get that much closer to the playoffs. Enjoy the uh, games this weekend, man. All right, man. You too.